0: This week on Hit Points, a special sit-down interview with Naeem Stewart. So tune in and get ready to refill your Hit Points. Hey, everyone. Hey, welcome to a very special episode of Hit Points. Uh, unfortunately, Matt couldn't be here. Yeah,
1: he's uh, got a job. He's got a, job. got a lot of stuff to do at the Jerb. The Jerb has a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> the Jerb. He's got a lot of Jerb <laughs> stuff. Um, but he's, got, he's got early calls tomorrow. He's also going to be, uh, I believe he's talked about this on Twitter. He's going to be hosting one of the hosts for the My Hero Academia. Film premiere, Mm -hmm. so he wanted to get some early rest, understandably. Yeah, so today for Hit Points, I decided, or we both were talking about this, and I said, Hey, let me pitch you an idea. How about we do a fun little interview of each other kind of throughout the year? So, sweet. So, we're gonna start with Naeem. And in case you're listening for the first time, (laughs) my name's Emily Rose Jacobson,
1: (laughs) and I'm Naeem Stewart, and
0: this is Hit Points. (laughs) So yeah, today uh, I know we did a kind of a, a different episode last week as well with Sonic. Mm-hmm. Today, this week's going to be uh, a different episode as well. No, we're going to combine next week's news of this week and next week's in the next week's episode. If that made sense, uh, today will just be a really fun, cool sit-down interview.
1: Yeah, because I I don't know if people know about me, and now you can know about me. And it was
0: your birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday night last, birthday? last last.
1: What was it? Oh God, I'm. It was last. I, it was last Thursday. My memory's already going. <laughs> yeah, last Thursday. Last it Thursday. It was. Um, thirty. You're uh, 30? Yeah.
0: You don't look a day over 21. I know. Like, uh, well, thank <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> but my uh, my personal trainer, I was working out with him, and he I forgot what he asked me. But we were talking, and I guess he asked me, so, like, what do I do? Like, in terms of uh, occupation, he said, if I'm a student or whatever. I'm like, no, I, I graduated college since, like, what, 2014. And he was like, wait, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 29 at the time. I'm 29, turning 30. And he's like, Wait, you're older than me. <laughs> you're older than me. It's like, uh, Wow. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Dang. Like, I did not. Uh, I thought you were like like freshman in college or whatever. I was like, Oh, well, thank you. I guess.
0: Oh yeah. Hang yeah. yeah. You 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 and I will we'll be working that baby face yeah, yeah. for a long time. It's great. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. it. <laughs> same. Uh, same. Yeah. So uh, let's get started. That was the unofficial part of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get this started. Uh, this will kind of be like some orchestrated questions and then mm. we'll kind of improvise it as things go, seeing which way the conversation takes us. So first of all, Naeem Stewart, who are you?
1: Well, who is Naeem Stewart? I am Naeem Stewart indeed. Uh, <laughs> no, I am, um, I currently, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just a usual, nothing special about me. I like playing games. I love games, been playing, playing games since I was, you know, two years old. Probably younger than that. Uh, I currently now work as an assistant art director at a video game company uh, called Turn Me Up Games. And uh, aside from that, I love drawing. Uh, Most of my career has been focused on art primarily. Um, And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Nothing. I don't think it's anything special. I mean, I worked at Hyper RPG for maybe close to two years, a year and a half. Then transition, transition from that to being an assistant art director, which was a weird transition because I didn't, I didn't expect it to happen. So,
0: Totally. So like let's delve into that. So you kind of touched on it at the beginning. Mm. What was your first introduction to gaming? You said you were playing video games at two years old.
1: I think the first time I played a game was when my dad, he always carried around a Game Boy, the big, the original first Game Boy. Yes, the silver one? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, I always would take it from him or, you know, I wanted to play, so I would just take it and hide it and play it in my room or whatnot. And I think (laughs) the first two games was Tetris and Terminator. I think it was Terminator 1 or 2. I forget what it was. But I know Terminator was like a (laughs) – it was like a – you know what? What what's the game? Uh, Time Crisis. It's similar to that, yeah, but okay. on the game, but on the Game Boy, uh, uh console or handheld. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just a shoot 'em up. You see the Terminator appear, you shoot him, boom, boom, dead, Yeah. But aside from that, those were those were my first two games that I played, growing up. Well, yeah. So uh, and then my dad, he was he's also a gamer, so he eventually bought us a, a Nintendo, which didn't last too long because. I think it was on the tail end of Nintendo. I mm-hmm. forget what year it came out. But uh we played that for a bit and then Super Nintendo just launched at the th- at when when I got s- more into gaming and then my first game from that was Donkey Kong Country and Killer Instinct, which is a weird blend. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, those that was are my first games, I guess. Yeah. I kinda went overboard and we asked game, so yeah. No. Yeah.
0: So what was your favorite game from your childhood? <sighs> if there is, like, if there is <laughs> one game that encapsulates Naim Stewart's childhood.
1: It would have to be uh, Crash Bandicoot uh, 2. Cortex uh, Strikes Back on a PlayStation. That was the game that I spent a lot of time on because the PlayStation was pretty much the console that I from what I remember growing up was the console that i was attached to the most aside from handhelds of course that's a different story but in terms <laughs> of the consoles crash Bandicoot was probably my go-to game because i played the demo was originally playstation like released demo disc i think crash was on a demo disc was
0: this the pizza hut demo disc no I pizza hut had i know they d- did yeah. discs. yeah it was that <laughs> or it was like
1: a magazine that they would give you a, a demo disc every yeah. month yeah so i think Crash Bandicoot was on the demo disc. I could be wrong about this, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I remember playing that and then playing it over and over again. It was like a level two. And then my parents eventually bought me uh, Crash Bandicoot 2 Christmas, which was weird because that was the first Crash Bandicoot I ever played. And then I got Crash Bandicoot 1 like a couple of months later. So it was weird going back because it was kind of – the controls are better, obviously, in two, but one was kind of eh because you only could play with the directional button as opposed to the the DualShock uh, controls. That's right. But yeah, but <laughs> to answer your question, I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent. No, uh, this is
0: your interview. Do not apologize. <laughs> this is what the this is what I want to hear. Yeah. This is what the people want to hear.
1: Yeah. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Top of my head, first game that I can think of. The second one, but I want to. Th- damn. But I go back. You
0: can have a close second. We do that on this show. You know this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, it had to be between Crash Bandicoot and probably Pokemon Red slash Blue. Got it. Because mm-hmm. Pokemon Red and Blue, I think I got them when I was in third grade. And at the time, you know, Game Boy was still blowing up. And I remember I went to a uh, Baptist. S- basically, I went to a school that I had to wear a uniform. It was very Christian-like. Mm-hmm. And I had to, you know... Follow the rules of, you know, saying a prayer at the beginning of (laughs) the classes and whatnot. It was very strict. Uh, But I remember a lot, several of my friends that were there with me, they had Game Boys that they would sneak in because we can't have Game Boys in school and whatnot. And we would, somebody would have a link cable. We had to find them, had the link cable, and we would, I had vivid memories of linking what my friends of trading Pokemon, just random Pokemon. Just just the technology at the time was like, just you could
0: trade, yeah. trade
1: a Pokemon over here and this Game Boy to this Game Boy. It was just like insane at the time. So, but yeah, Pokemon Red and Blue, I remember getting for Christmas. And my sister, m- my mom bought us both, basically. I got Blue, she got Red. But she barely played Pokemon. So I would always have to play Pokemon to just get the other ones traded to me. So... Yes, between Pokemon Red and Blue and Crash Bandicoot was my game, my game. So
0: that paints a very nice uh, young Naim gaming <laughs> childhood. <laughs> so I will follow up with this, uh, just from what you've told me. Uh-huh. Would you say you're predominantly a console gamer or a PC gamer, or did those kind of was there a time when you became more of a PC gamer than a console gamer? What was kind of your track with that? Because it sounds like the beginning of your life was very heavily dominated by handheld consoles and consoles.
1: Yes. Uh pretty much growing up was just mainly consoles and handhelds. Although there was a time where when um, I think it was I was really young, my dad he had a computer and I, I don't remember what game it was, but it was like this tank game that was really like <coughs> I'm trying to find a way to describe it basically. The tanks or the enemies were basically like lines on the screen, green mm-hmm. lines, so you would see the outcropping or the outline of a tank. And you would control it. I forget what it was called. But that was like my first introduction to PC gaming. But other than that, I didn't touch PC gaming till probably high school. Okay. So uh, for the majority of my life up until high school it was mainly consoles. Uh, when I got to high school, that's when I was introduced to like, well, no, now I'm, tr- I'm backtracking, actually. <laughs> <All> <laughs> sorry. Good. Uh I was introduced to my first MMO on a PC in public school fifth grade right before I jumped to uh, junior high school junior high school and then I still played that game to this day dark ages I don't know <laughs> I don't know anybody even know about what that game is but uh, I jumped from dark ages to world of warcraft in beginning of high school so that was my first intro to I guess official intro to like fully a acapula- uh, what's the word encapsulating or a- dropping myself fully into PC gaming yeah fully diving into yeah. PC gaming yeah but like I said before that was just console gaming and handheld so yeah uh, yeah <laughs> I, I, have a th- I go ahead sorry
0: so growing up was i guess if you could look back would did you have a feeling that you would ever join the gaming industry was joining the gaming industry something that you as like the young naim want to do or or did or when when you were a child did you have different aspirations and gaming was just essentially like a hobby
1: no, uh, originally, because I started drawing when I was two years old.
0: And you're one of the most incredible artists I know. Oh, I just oh, want to say oh, that. Oh, go, please, go, no. please go look at, it, <laughs> please go look at Nyan's Instagram. Look at all his art. He's a fantastic <laughs> artist. Oh, thank you. Does all of our Mass Effect portraits, <laughs> and they're just incredible.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, I started drawing at two, and I was just mostly fully into drawing, but just drawing what I liked, and it was either cartoons or eventually it was anime. Dragon Ball Z was a big thing when it was blowing up in the States. Um, But I didn't think I would be jumping into gaming probably until maybe after I left the visual effects industry, which was maybe like two, two, three years ago. So I thought I was going to either be a cartoonist somewhere or probably be doing just art in general for, like, movies. I remember when Toy Story came out, uh, the first one, and after seeing that movie, that kind of sort of tunnel-visioned me into, like, oh, I gotta do movies. Or I gotta do uh, that, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, from that point on, especially when I got into high school when I started jumping into more visual effects stuff, is when I was like, all right, I wanna be a visual effects artist. Um, And so, after I graduated college and Joined the visual effects industry for a while, a couple of years. It wasn't until right before I started working at Hyper, maybe it was two thousand sixteen or seventeen, when I was like, "All right, I'm done with the visual effects industry," uh, and I have my reasons. Uh, but I was like, "All right, this is not for me," so yeah. I'm going to try again to get into doing concept art because people ask me why you didn't, you know, do concept art and you know use more of your skill set as a artist drawing to, like, make it a career. I was like, uh, maybe I should do it. So uh, fast forward a bit, worked at Hyper for a couple of years. And then from Hyper, I got an uh, opportunity to work at a a video game company, which I work at now, obviously, turning up games to be their lead artist, which then transitioned to me being assistant uh, art director there. So it was a weird, quick, fast pace that I'm still getting used to it, even though I've been working there for almost a year now. (laughs) Congratulations.
0: And that's an awesome, that's awesome growth in that company within a year. Yeah. And yeah, how, how awesome that is that you were able to, this, this job reached out and found you.
1: Yeah. I remember, so how it happened was I was gone from hyper full time, but I was still doing, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff here and there for shows for them. And Bert. Good friend Bert, he uh, good he friend Bert, <laughs> good friend Bert. <laughs> <laughs> he had told me that they were having this opening at his job that uh, we're looking for like another artist. And when I was like, all right, I'll I'll give it a try. I didn't think I would get it because you know I've never worked in the video game industry. I've never had a concept artist job, so I was like, all right, I'll I'll give it a shot. And then uh, I applied, and then they called me back. I was like, hey, you want to interview. I was like, yeah. OK. And so I had the interview and then apparently they said I'd knocked it out of the park and they were like, hey, you want to join? I was like, yes. And then when they said, uh, you're going to be a lead artist, I was like, what? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> uh, I have no experience. Like, no, it's fine. You're going to be be—we're going to start you off as a junior lead artist. And I was like, all right, well, I'll learn the, you know, how it works and whatnot. I'll learn it. And then you eventually jump into being an actual lead artist. And then eventually they transitioned me from being a lead artist to doing assistant art directing for our, our actual art director. So that's how we're at right now.
0: That's so <laughs> awesome. 30 years old and killing it. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about how, like, how Toy Story made you want to join the film industry. Yeah. What made you just want to be an overall artist? And I guess my follow-up question with that is mm. – were your parents, this This is a big question for a lot of us creators, mm-hmm. Were, you, were your, was your family supportive of this?
1: Yeah, they were. In fact, uh, my dad, he's an artist as well. He hasn't drawn in a oh while. God, okay. But, yeah, I, swore, I, I remember seeing him draw, and he was showing me some of his old sketchbooks. And uh, I kind of, I think that bounced from him to me. And so I just kept drawing more and more, and my mom and my dad encouraged it to keep doing it and and drawing and whatnot. They loved it. Like, my mom still to this day hangs up. I think I'm, like, f- I think I was five years old or six years old of my first Pokemon drawing. It was Blastoise and Charizard Aww. side by side. She still hangs it up. And, uh, yeah, they to this day encourage me to keep doing what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And Because uh, was like, this is your life. You know, we're going to help you in any way to, you know, get to where you want to be in life. But... This is your life. We don't want to, like, push you to be something that you're not going to be. So they have always been encouraging and helping me out and whatnot. But I think the first time, like I said, it was Toy Story that jump-started me to jumping into filming. But Dragon Ball Z and the hype of that show helped push me to keep drawing as well because I had friends in school that would also draw and uh we will also we will always draw during lunch our interpretations of what happened in the previous episode of you know let's draw this character uh, like for example ho- how familiar with dragon okay <laughs> <familiar with> drag <laughs> <mode>. so <laughs> when uh <laughs> so uh okay, so when uh <laughs> trunks uh was introduced, uh I remember coming to school the next day and drawing trunks, and my interpretation of trunks uh, being this cool character with the the sword and whatnot, being Super Saiyan, blah, blah, and just drawing that with my friends. And I feel like I was really lucky to be in that circle of friends because they were drawing too, and they were bouncing ideas and just pictures off me and and vice versa. So just being in that group of friends and having my family uh, push me to keep drawing and whatnot. I was really lucky, so...
0: That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. Now we're going to go back into some some game-specific questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what would you say – we're going to start a little bit broader, and we'll go narrow it in. Okay. What is your favorite series of all time? Favorite video game, game series? Yes. Favorite video game series oh, of all man. time. I told you I was going to start <laughs> too easy. <laughs>
1: so. Oh, man. This is a hard one. I mean, I can't have one.
0: Then I will say, what are your favorite series Okay, of so all time?
1: my favorite series, of course, Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. I, I have childhood memories of playing that game, like I've said before. One through three and Crash Team Racing is a good start. Uh, uh, Mass Effect, of course, one, two, and three. I love them. I'm going to jump all over the place. Uh, Go for it series PlayStation. I, I did love the Siphon Filter series a lot. Um on the original PlayStation one, two, and three. I think there was a fourth one that was on the PSP. But Siphon Filter was Siphon Filter was another series that I loved as well growing up. Uh, uh, man. Gears of War was another series I loved, especially 'cause I had I was with a group of friends that I think Gears actually no, Gears of War was my first Ever introduced uh, introduction to Xbox Live uh, when I got a 360, and I remember this specifically. We were my dad and I were coming back from the doctor's office, and he just randomly asked me, "So, uh, what do you want? Either 360 or PS3?" And I felt like time froze because <laughs> oh you're, you're making a big decision at the time. Oh, that's a huge yeah, decision. because you only get one. And at the time, I didn't. I was a big Sony fan. I had the PlayStation, PlayStation mm. Two, and uh, I didn't know much about the PS3 yet. Uh, but I knew my friends had Xbox 360, and Xbox Live was blowing up, of course, with Halo, and, of course, like I said, Gears of War. And my friends were pushing for Gears of War because it just came out. So uh, probably I, I told him, let's get 360, fine, whatever. And he bought the 360. I remember coming home, and I went downstairs because our den was in the basement. And it was just plastered on the ground open 360 box and all that stuff just new you know that new smell Mm -hmm. so uh (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) so he was already playing it and so that was my first introduction of playing gears of war online because it came with like a free 30-day trial Mm -hmm. for xbox live so i typed that in playing xbox live on, on 360 and it was like a life changer in a sense i guess i don't know
0: can I say how much I love that? Like you came downstairs and your dad was like, "Hi, <laughs> I've already been playing the 360. Well, I warmed it up for
1: you." Well, my dad's. A I d- don't know how many
0: people <laughs> have that same experience.
1: Well, this has happened multiple times. Every new console I've gotten, my dad has already opened it. From the Super Nintendo, <laughs> <laughs> and he's already been playing Killer Instinct, and he had the unopened box of Donkey Kong, to then the PlayStation open box, he was already playing it and then the P- i remember the ps2 specifically it gran turismo just had came out gran mm-hmm. turismo 3 and it came with a bundle it was like a red box uh, gran turismo 3 aspect or whatever it's called and i remember coming downstairs it was the weekend and he, the box was already open he was already playing tekken tag tournament cuz <laughs> he bought that and uh, gran turismo came with it so i played tekken with him for a couple of hours and then he went up to sleep cuz he's a, at the time he was a correction officer Oh, At wow. Rikers Island, so he had to go to sleep. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> he's a twenty year, twenty plus year retiree. Well, he retired after doing twenty twenty plus years, something like that.
0: A corrections officer. Yeah, and r- but also loves to play video games with yeah, like yeah. his family. Yeah, that's Love his. It.
1: That's his way of de stressing, I, I guess. Yeah. So instead of you know going out to drink and uh, whatever. But yeah, oh he yeah, always escaping he w- into games. Yeah.
0: I think we all really relate to that. Yeah,
1: he uh, he got gaming from his father, my grandfather. You're kidding? Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> what is this Stewart <laughs> heritage of gaming? <laughs> what's, what's, this is incredible. Yeah. What, what's crazy though, I, I've never met uh, my grandfather, his father, um, but when he passed on, he had a bunch of games and. I guess they gave um, the like game to Commodore and like Atari. I, think, I don't know what game. I forgot what system he had, but he gave them away to one of our family members. But I just guess that he got my dad got that from his dad, and obviously I got that from my dad. So uh, yeah, what was the question? I'm sorry, I went off the tangent. <laughs> no, this is fantastic.
0: You you have gaming parent goals. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like that. I feel like for a lot of us. Those of us who do want to have kids mm-hmm. and stuff and have a family, I feel like that is so much of like a. I want to have those experiences with my kids because I remember as a kid, my, some of my favorite memories were yeah gaming with my parents. Yeah, and that's so cool that you had like especially your dad was already getting the console warmed up yeah. for you. Yeah,
1: that was that was one of the finest memories I have of my just growing up seeing my dad open up various consoles throughout the years just and be like, here's a controller, <laughs> basically. I love that. Uh, but yeah, my mom, she's, she appreciates games. She appreciates what it does for, you know, people, Mm -hmm. but she's never like fully got into games like that. I remember when Midnight Club 2 was out on a PS2, I tried (laughs) to get her to play it and I got her to play it, (laughs) but she couldn't understand how, you know, the button configuration and driving on a screen, for example, uh could work so she couldn't just like, do the what they call it she she couldn't compute it correctly yeah but I know games nowadays like the Wii for example could be something that she could jump into even though it's an old console but still uh but yeah my mom wasn't into gaming like my parents my my, my dad and my sister were and I were <laughs> but she would always buy us stuff games yeah. or whatnot so I don't remember the question. The original
0: <laughs> question was uh, your favorite series. Oh,
1: so how did we jump from that? I'm sorry. Uh, uh,
0: you were talking about Gears of War and the Xbox 360, and making the making the chain making the decision between the Xbox 360 right. and the PS3. Which I thought you made the you made the right. As to quote Indiana Jones, you chose wisely. Yeah, I don't for that generation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was any
1: big games out yet for, for the PS3. I think it was like maybe that Dragon game that was. I think it was really and bad. think
0: God of War got people. They were really pushing God of yeah, War. that wasn't um, an out yet. Uncharted as well. Right. Uh, or just the series. Also, the PS3 had a very weird campaign. Right. With the crying baby. Yeah. That yeah. kind of...
1: Yeah, so I remember that. Uh, already
0: made a rocky start <laughs> to a console. Um, but yeah, your favorite series, yeah. Crash Bandicoot.
1: A Crash Bandicoot, Uncharted series mm-hmm. was also... I love that series. Um, it's not a series... Y- I mean, the second one's coming out, but I still love The Last of Us. One of my favorite games of all time. We're going to get there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, it's <laughs> coming. Pokemon series, uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, Silver, Gold, Ruby, Sapphire. I didn't play Crystal. Um, that's where I stopped at taking a break and then I jumped from that to X and Y. It was mm-hmm. a big jump. Um that was a good jump. Yeah. Uh, wow, well, there is so many games I could just top off my top of my head. Uh, those are the games I know right then and there. Just... Right off yeah. the bat. Those are my games. I'll say those series. are your gut games. Yeah. Those are the
0: games that come yeah, from that immediately off the top of your head, come from the gut.
1: Uh, Jack and Dexter series also. I love that series. <sighs> There's so many I'm missing that it will come to me later on. I'm like, uh, I missed this game. Can we re-record it? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Can we just can we <laughs> But like,
0: you'll like you'll you'll text us tomorrow at like at noon. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually forgot these to mention these five yeah. games. We yeah. need to re-record <laughs> the whole episode. Matt, don't be here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, we're gonna jump. We're gonna jump ship. Kind of on the opposite uh, spectrum of that. Uh-huh. What would you say is your least favorite game of all time? Man. I will say this could be either a game that you were really anticipating that kind mm-hmm. of disappointed you. Or a game that just really stuck with you and that perhaps was a fan favorite, but not a favorite of yours?
1: Two of them off the bat come to my head, especially after playing New Vegas and Fallout 3 mm-hmm. was Fallout 4. I bought the collector's Edition with the Pip-Boy, being so excited. Everybody was hyped up for this this game. And seeing all the videos and whatnot, I was really hyped for it. I took off the day of when it came out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I took a day off to, to ga- the to play the game. Played it for a couple of hours, and I was like, huh. This is oddly... I have a weird feeling about this game. It, For some reason, it didn't have the right or same charm as Fallout 3 or New Vegas. Especially when Fallout 3, when you first get out the vault, and you see the bright light, uh, you're blinded by the light, and you see like this open world. And they tried to redo that feeling with Fallout 4. I was just like, eh. Uh, Vegas, though, was different, because at first... I was kind of bored with it at first. But then as I, when we got to Swirlers, Vegas, uh, it just changed. I was like, oh, Oh, man. Oh, that game becomes (laughs) so good. (laughs) Yeah, and I I, I love Vegas a lot. Um, Another game that disappointed me, I just had it in my head and it just went away. Um, Probably Halo 2. Um, I know at the time I didn't have Xbox Live. So I only was stuck with single player. So the story was kind of a downer to me for Halo 2 because it was short to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, that kind of uh, uh, – I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, those are the games – oh, Andromeda. Mass Effect Andromeda there was another one that I was super hyped for and then was like, what's, what? <laughs> what happened? Uh, yeah. Yeah, those are the top of my games uh, that I can think of. Yeah.
0: All right, and now we'll get to a harder question.
1: Oh, harder than that? Okay. Favorite game of all time. Oh, you're killing me.
0: <laughs> you can list a few if you need to. This isn't. This isn't like uh, who
1: wants to
0: be a millionaire.
1: Um, man. I mean, Last of Us. I'm gonna have to name a couple of them. Because I went through this with the PlayStation episode, Last of Mm -hmm. Us was a phenomenal story, phenomenal game journey throughout from the beginning to end that I loved. Uh, Almost teared up at certain points. Uh, Mass Effect Two is another one. I I can't pick one. I'm just gonna like I said. I'm just gonna pick multiple ones. Do it. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, mm-hmm. always have vivid memories. That was the only Donkey Kong, Co- I, I, no, I beat Donkey Kong 3. Donkey Kong was the first one I've ever beaten. Actually, Donkey Kong was the first game I've ever beaten in general. Yeah, Donkey Kong was the first game I've ever beaten. Uh, it's up there. Um, Crash Bandicoot, Crash Team Racing, I mean, on the original PlayStation was one of my, f- it's still one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Think Legend of the Gaia is a JRPG that mm-hmm. was on a PlayStation. It's one I haven't yet to beat. I still own the original copy of it still that I kind of jump back to every now and again, but it's really long. You know how JRPGs are. Uh, Would you know about JRPGs? Oh, no. do I, Naeem? <laughs> I think I do. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> one of my favorite games of all time. Um, PS2. I'm just jumping from console to console. Mm-hmm. Um Game Boy Advance, Golden Sun, one of my favorite games of all time. Love that series. Uh wish they would bring it back. Um or re-release it. I don't know. I just want to play Golden Sun. Uh PlayStation Tomb Raider series was uh one, two, and three were really good. Sorry if I'm naming too many games. I'm gonna keep apologizing. I know you said stop it, but uh that's just how I am. Uh Playstation 2 Jack and Daxter especially the first one, phenomenal game, Uh, PS3, Infamous, Uh, Killzone, Um, Uncharted, all of them, all the Uncharted's, Uh, I said the last of us already, Xbox 360, Gears of War 1, 2 and 3, Mass Effect 1 and 2, 3, Mass Effect 1 and 2, Uh. (laughs) look, I like 3. I like 3. 3 is okay, but yeah. let's
0: be honest. Like, 2 is, yeah. for me, two yeah. Is, 2 is two the is top is tier.
1: Yeah, it's, it's chef kiss. Delicious. <laughs> uh, Bioshock. How I have not said anything about Bioshock. Bioshock. Love that game. Love that series. Here's the thing, though, about Bioshock. I love the first one. 2 was okay. Uh, 3, Infinite. I loved Infinite. I've only played through it once. I need to play through it again because I don't think I appreciated it as much as I should have appreciated it. But I still love the first one more than the Infinite. Now, it could change if I play it again, especially now that the collection is out currently on PlayStation Plus. Yes, yeah. the
0: collection is out, and yeah. you, it also comes with the Burial Sea DLC that ties in Infinite right. to the original Bioshock, which I highly recommend.
1: Right. Uh, yes, so I would eventually jump back to Infinite. I know Tane is currently playing it right now. I just watch her playing it. It's just like I need to play this game again. (laughs) But uh, New Vegas, Fallout, um, PS4, Bloodborne. Off the top of my head, probably my favorite PS4 game uh, so far ever. Top, yes, probably Bloodborne. Um, But if I had to pick three games, top of my head,
0: yeah, three games. You're on an island forever. You can only play these three games.
1: Bloodborne. Donkey Kong Country and see, I can't say Mass Effect 2 without playing Mass Effect 1. So, uh, yes, <laughs> that's, I how I, that's
0: how I actually started playing them. I actually played them in reverse. Really, yes, you
1: started at three, then started.
0: No, I got them two, two, then, and then one. I got one.
1: Wow, okay,
0: but this isn't about me, this is about Naeem Stewart.
1: <laughs> uh, Bloodborne. Oh, I forgot about Dragon Age. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh <laughs> nope. <Bloodborne> three games,
0: <laughs> one island.
1: <laughs> Bloodborne, Dragon Age Inquisition.
0: Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong, yeah. That's a good, that's a good trio. Yeah. Those are my t- three. Three games, one island. Um, which is my new favorite segment. <laughs> um, so question. Okay. What makes the perfect game to Naim Stewart? What are the what are the most important elements to a good game in your eyes? And this can be as a gamer and as a game designer.
1: Um, with, For me, what immediately captures my attention from a game is off the top of my head the story. And particularly, probably the first 5-10 minutes of how the story starts. Say, for example, Fallout 3, how it starts. You're in this vault. Oh, my gosh, you're in this vault, and, and everyone is dead. From what I remember, everyone was dead, I think, or no. No, you had a birthday party, sorry. You were, <laughs> no, you that's were, a completely yeah, yeah. different yeah, that, thing. Yeah, that was four, sorry. <laughs> that was four, sorry. Uh, so you had a birthday party, and you were making your character as your as the character you play as for, for the rest of the game. And uh, You had the birthday party, then blah, 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 fast forward, and I think, was it, how did, I don't remember how Fallout 3, how you got out the vault.
0: From what I from what I believe, mm. um, it basically comes down to because you have the tunnel snakes, mm. and then I believe what it comes down to is the the water in your vault uh-huh. is running out, or you find out you basically find out that yes, your father's still alive and he's out was there. was it at four?
1: No, that's three. Yes, it yeah, was.
0: And yeah, and Liam Neeson. Yep. Liam Neeson. Dad. Oh, it was. It's Liam Neeson. Oh my goodness. He's good Papa. <laughs> Um, uh, who shoots, who tells you how to shoot the baby gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, from what I believe is that essentially I think you are, you find out, you have an idea of where your father has possibly gone. You yeah. find like his journal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, I think there's a rat. I believe there is a rat roach yep. infestation yep. of your vault yep. and you inadvertently get told, Hey, if you leave, you can never come back. Right. Right. But you technically can't.
1: Yes. Uh so just, yeah. just moments like that of you escaping this vault, you don't know what's happening and once you open this door and you seeing this whole world just open to like a playpen you could explore was like, Oh man, this is awesome. Uh same with uh Last of Us. First five ten minutes are one of the intense Ooh. one of the most intense moments I've ever experienced in a game. And just capturing the viewer uh, the gamer, the player with those first five, ten min moments are like key. Uh, Mass Effect 2, when you are on the ship of the Normandy, and all of a sudden you get attacked, and then you're dead. <laughs> yep, and it's like, all right, yeah. game, where yeah. are we going from yeah. here? I, I think story, especially when uh, the first five, ten minutes captures that, uh, the player in, is very key. And then once you have the player in, then you can, like, ease them into more of the story, and then you could do some more interesting stuff and whatnot, so... That what makes a perfect game to me is mainly story, but especially the first five, ten minutes of of how a story is brought out to the player. So that's my answer.
0: <laughs> is there anything else? Like, is there aesthetic? Is there, like, uh, as an artist, is, is art a really big, important aspect to oh you? Yeah. Is it music? Is it environmental?
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, music is also key. Uh, say, for example, Hitman. Now I'm thinking of more <laughs> games. <laughs> Hitman, uh, the... Uh, the Hitman series on the PlayStation Two, um, Hitman Contracts is one of my favorite games. That I'm going to toss in, even though after the question is done. You can do that. Uh, Hitman so Contracts. Okay. Uh, I forget the, the the composer's name, but he did also music for Assassin's Creed Two. Uh, uh, I forget his name, but anyway, he does a such a good job with encapsulating how the environment is, and while you're while you're going through a certain level, like uh, Hitman Contracts has a certain levels where it's very you're in a giant hotel and uh you have to kill some somebody or just retrieve something and the music in that game does such does such a good job with bringing you in as the hitman like you're actually there and i love that uh especially with uh skyrim's or another one which music in that is awesome as well um mass effect as well has a really good music especially on enormity it's I could just say it in my head right now. <laughs> 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 uh, music is also, like I said, music is also key with uh, bringing the character, uh, not the character, the player in further into their games. Uh, art is another thing. Um, the thing that interests interest me with uh, Last of Us is how cool the uh, clickers looked. It was mm-hmm. r- really interesting how they pulled something real life in real world, such as the, uh, the fun guy that happens in ants or whatnot, and they combined it with zombies or zombie like creatures and they made it to one cool, lo- interesting looking creature. That was like, oh man, what is that? You know, art is really, really key with um, uh, gaming to me. Uh, yeah.
0: So, are there certain, follow up question, are there certain uh, gameplay moments or aspects of a game that will immediately turn you off from it? i.e. an escort mission, hmm. I e a complete change of gameplay, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. Is there a certain kind of, or like racing, gotta yeah. go for you? The,
1: well, I love racing, um, but there's one, I'm going to use this as a perfect example. Mm-hmm. I love the Batman Arkham series, mm-hmm. uh, especially Arkham S- City, the second one. Arkham Knight, while it was still a great game, there was times in that game where they would force you to jump into the Batmobile and have you drive around and do stuff in the Batmobile. All I wanted to do is just be Batman outside of the Batmobile, <laughs> like <laughs> how it was in a city. Uh, but I don't like when games kind of force you to a certain point that is so dynamic. So It's such a dynamic change from how it was previously to that new moment where I'm like, I wasn't ready for this. I was enjoying this over here, and then you put me in another place, and you didn't really ease me into it, and it's just, like, sort of jarring. So I don't, I don't like that. I'm trying to think of another example of a game type. Um, Maybe in JRPGs or just RPGs in general where you're trying to get you – you've been playing this RPG for a while, and you're trying to get to this other location – and you know for a fact that, that if you don't have something like a repel, <laughs> you're going to keep running into enemies mm-hmm. over and over and over. And that gets annoying after a while. Just like, oh, I just keep running, keep running and want Uh Games like, say, Kingdom Hearts does, a I think, a better job than uh, traditional JRPG games from the 90s, how... Uh, you can easily avoid enemies by just running past them, as opposed to with JRPGs, you're bound to run into an enemy randomly in this enemy-filled e- zone that you can't see enemy mm-hmm. enemies in. So, um, yeah, those are the two off the top of my head that I don't like. Oh, and uh, I like collecting trophies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Granted, I also like multiplayer games. But, I don't like where certain games have multiplayer trophies, cause that I like getting platinum trophies. And if you turn the servers off on, a, on an old game, then you can't get those trophies again. I'm sorry, I'm being nitpicky.
0: <laughs> no, this is fascinating. Getting nitpicky. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. For example, The Last of Us went on the PS3 version. I think the servers got shut down. So you can't get those trophies. I believe they have online trophies on the yes they do. They have online trophies on the PS3 version. that you can't get trophies up anymore because the servers are down. So I don't I don't like multiplayer trophies that can keep me from getting a platinum trophy. So yeah. That's about it. Top of Makes my head. Sense.
0: <laughs> All right. This might get a little tricky once again. Okay. <laughs> if you had the chance to either remaster a game or develop the sequel to a game. What game would it be? And which choice would you pick?
1: Boy. Uh, there's already one game in my head that I would love
0: So it go with your gut.
1: A remaster on or a sequel to. I mean they have a, they've had a sequel to it, but both. Um but either or um I think I would love a remake. No, nope, I would love a sequel to the Golden Sun series. I loved Golden Sun. I don't even know, I don't remember how I even got into Golden Sun. Because so I remember it was on a Game Boy Advance, and I don't think it had any hype or anything like that. I don't remember. I just remember, I think, buying it, seeing it randomly on a storefront, and like, eh, yeah, this looks pretty cool. And jumping into it, like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. You could summon Final Fantasy-esque type creatures and kill your opponents with it. So uh, I know there's other games that I would love a remake or, or, or a sequel to, but top of my head, this probably Golden Sun. So, yeah. But uh, I only could pick one.
0: You can only pick one. <laughs> That's why it's hard. It's good. <laughs> and I say go with your gut because your gut knows. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get back to you in the gaming industry. Mm -hmm. If someone was interested in pursuing the gaming industry, or uh, actually, we're going to flip these questions really quick. What is something that you don't think a lot of people know about the gaming industry? Or an aspect of working in the gaming industry that you don't think a lot of people either know about or have heard about?
1: There's... Several different aspects when you're in game development that you have to deal with that are not fun or be you're not told about, say for example so this th- there's a thing called milestones mm-hmm. uh, milestones is basically a certain point in your game development that you have to hit and be at a certain level of your game so you can show your client. Or whoever's paying for this product uh and if they like that if they like the progress of where the game's at at that point, then they can pay you so there's a lot of stress that you have to deal with when you have to get a product at a certain point to appease your client uh that's something that I was not told well well,
0: or just you didn't know about yeah i,
1: I, I didn't know about uh there's also things within game development. If you're either an artist or you're an engineer, whatever. Uh, Especially, I'm trying to phrase this a certain way. There may be things that you have to do to help get a game to a certain point or finish the game that you might not want to do. Say, for example, let's say you're an artist and you work at an indie company. Uh, Indie companies obviously are smaller. They don't have a biggest a big team like a giant game company like Blizzard, where they have like various different artists in position that they that are filled. So as an indie developer, you have to jump into several different roles to make sure everything is okay to have your game put out. And that can be frustrating to some people, especially when they are I know some tunnel some artists have tunnel vision and they just want to draw. And I was like that. I'm still like that at a certain point because I just love drawing and I don't feel like doing like certain <laughs> documentation or <laughs> uh, certain things on a computer where you have to uh, make a certain asset work a certain way. But there are things that you may have to do as a game developer that you may not want to do. But if you want to see your game come to light, then you probably have to do it. So, um, yes, that's my answer
0: wonderful and then kind of jumping back into the original question I was asking before I changed my mind what would be one piece of advice you would give someone who is interested in looking into the gaming industry or pursuing a job in the gaming industry
1: Um,
0: just from your own personal experience
1: love what you do and what I mean by that is one make sure you love games because that's really important. Or just love, y- yes, just love games. Uh, two, with how technology is nowadays, as opposed to it was maybe 10, 20 years ago, you have an abundance of resources now, some free, that are out there like YouTube, where you can just learn the software, learn whatever, or take classes. Or I'm not saying that, I, d- I don't want to say that don't go to college, <laughs> but... <laughs> Be mindful of how many resources you have out there uh, that could be at a cheaper rate compared to how college is, especially nowadays with tuition. Just look at all the, uh, I don't know if choices is the right word, all the, uh, I guess, pathways of learning to get better as an artist or a modeler or, or engineer, what what have you. There's other avenues you can go to than just going straight to college. And just be mindful of the amount of resources you have out there in the world, online that you can learn from. Um, So yeah, just make sure you love games, and this could be just not just in gaming. You can, if you want to do visual effects, you just love movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Um, but yeah, love games and uh, make sure you look at every avenue out there and try to learn as much as you can without sp- spending too much money. I don't know if I say I don't know if I should say that correctly.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean,
1: I'm not saying don't go to college. If you have the opportunity to go to college, go to college cuz there's something about college and I, uh, I of course I graduated college. Going to a four-year college or just going to college in general, uh there's a lot of experiences that you experience in college that can help you in the long run not just with grades just meeting new people around the world or from around the world at this place in college and just having fun learning how to be an adult etc etc uh there's some really cool experiences within college that you should experience uh growing as an adult but at the same time unfortunately tuition is not great for attending college right now in uh at least in the United States. But uh yeah. Just take every avenue of take every avenue of uh learning your craft. Um and it's okay if you don't know what you wanna do. You could it's f- totally fine to be a generalist and then once you're a generalist you can learn something within that le- generalist that you will like, uh, that you could branch off to to become like say an environment artist or a concept artist character artist uh it's totally fine to just jump full in and just be a generous and try everything before you pick something you know but that's it sorry for rambling no that's a <laughs> great that's a,
0: that's all great points yeah yeah all right all right final question mm-hmm. it's kind of a two-parter where do you hope to see the future of gaming go in that, what do you think the trajectory of the gaming industry is headed towards? And what are your personal hopes to see in this kind of future of gaming? If it's, if it's more representation in games via characters, if it's uh, more diversity of game uh, genres, if it's a high, higher level of interactivity, what do you personally want to see in the future of gaming? And what do you also believe is the future of gaming?
1: Well, this is an interesting question because, on one hand, I don't know what to, what to expect, which is kind of exciting to me in terms of what to, uh, what to look forward to in gaming. I I don't know, but that's good because I I want to be constantly surprised at at but new stuff coming out. But at the same time course more cl- exclusive to ti- inclusive ti- what's the word inclusive inclusivity, inclusivity of you know uh, people of color or more continued support of indie developers because indie developers make phenomenal games of course you know that many games over the last couple of years have been just amazing from these small developers and just having uh supporting the indie developers uh just supports creativity as a whole because you're supporting a small idea that's being brashed off into a console that millions of people can play, and just supporting that is great um but yeah i i i don't I don't know where gaming is gonna go, and that's exciting to me because I think gaming if I think about gaming from how where it is now compared to how it was ten years ago and then ten years before that is just a constant giant growth from. Boom boom boom, ten years each. Um, so it's exciting. Like do am I excited for AR that'll eventually come out? Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. I, AR will be cool. Uh VR, more VR uh in uh inclusivity or more VR games in general. Awesome. I'm just excited for just gaming in general, just games, more games coming out and just being blown away by just new uh new content that just changed the playing field. So yeah.
0: Well, awesome.
1: <laughs>
0: Is there anything else you want to say? Is there any final games that are coming to your coming to your mind for your favorite games of all time well, <laughs> that you that you <laughs> that you couldn't remember earlier? Well,
1: I'll I'll say this. Mhm. It's crazy to think back with games. Maybe I remember being in the car with my dad as I remember he just picked up Tomb Raider on the PlayStation. And uh I remember looking at it and I don't know what spurred in this conversation with my dad, but he was like, "You know, enjoy this time right now. If you're playing games whenever you feel like it, because when you're an older, <laughs> oh you're <gosh>. an adult, <laughs> you would wish you could just play games like you have nothing else to do. You don't have to pay bills, no, nothing like that. Just enjoy this right now." And I think about that often, because nowadays I don't have as much time to play games like I want to. Like I remember, I don't know how quick change, but when I came to California after I uh, graduated college about, it came in 2015, beginning of 2015, and starting that first job at uh, uh, Stereo D, it was, a, it was a company that does a... Where you um, met Adam. Yeah, where I met Adam. Uh, I remember specifically, I got to play games a lot during that course of working there. Excuse me. And the last game that I played throughout without int- any, interruptru- in- any interruptions was Witcher 3. Which, oh, I forgot about Witcher 3. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, that was the last game that I, w- I, was comf- I, was, I was able to comfortably play it from beginning to end without any interruptions. But after I finished that game, I don't know what changed, but I just got super busy with life. And I would just say that if you're a kid playing, if you're a kid listening to this or, you know, a teenager, whatever, just enjoy games as much as you can before you get to become an adult and have responsibilities. Don't take that time for granted, please. (laughs) Uh, Do I still enjoy games? Yes, of course I do. Do I wish I could play at home 24-7? Do seven days a week just playing games? Yes. But I can't because I'm old. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you're, oh, my gosh. No. People are going to get mad at you saying, like, oh, no, yeah, you're 30, no. years, you're no, 30 no. years old and you're <laughs> old I, name. I'm kidding. But, but serious, just when you're young, just enjoy enjoy games. Enjoy life. Because you, you take that for granted. So, Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's a lovely note to wrap this interview up on. Thank you so much for agreeing to this interview and sharing so many uh, wonderful games and memories with us. Thank
1: you for having me. Uh, This was a bit nerve-wracking, but I enjoyed it. I'm
0: glad. (laughs) You should enjoy it. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, if you don't know, we do have a pod. We do. This is a podcast. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we do have a Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Hit Points mm-hmm. where we tweet about the episodes. We also share stuff like Naeem's birthday and <laughs> uh, Mikey <laughs> Girl Authority articles. So follow that. And you can also use that to ask us questions. You can respond to our tweets and ask us whatever. You can tweet at us with whatever you like. And with that, you can always email questions to us. Uh, at refillyourhitpoints@gmail.com. At Next week, we'll be back to a regular episode mm-hmm. of news and a topic and answering your questions. So if you have any burn, burning game questions about announcements that have been made this year so far, games that are coming up, mm-hmm. please feel free to email us at refillyourhitpoints@gmail.com.
1: At yeah, please email us or just send us uh, questions on Twitter, either or. But we would really appreciate your questions. Uh, I'll be happy. Emily. Matt will be happily happy to answer your questions
0: We love hearing from you guys and we love making this podcast uh, a communal conversation about gaming because we know that you all like gaming and we like gaming and we like talking to you So yes thank you again for joining us and until next time next time <laughs> <laughs> next time <laughs> next time <laughs> be sure to join us when we once again refill, refill our, our hit points, points. <laughs> goodbye